Servus and greetings from Vienna. My name is Anita Posch. Thank you for listening to Bitcoin und Co., my podcast that's introducing the philosophy, ideas and people behind Bitcoin. Bitcoin in Africa, the Ubuntu way, part 3, using Bitcoin in Zimbabwe. Hello again, my dear listener. Whether you're a regular subscriber of my show or a new listener, it doesn't matter. I'm glad that you're here. If you're a new one, please take some seconds of your time to subscribe to the Bitcoin Co podcast on your podcast player now. If you are a fan already, please consider writing a recommendation on Apple or Google Podcast or wherever you're listening to help other people to find my show. In the first and second part of this six-part series, you heard about the difficult living situation, the hyperinflation and about the multi-currency world that Zimbabweans have to live with since many years. In this, the third part, you will hear from two early Bitcoin adopters based in Harare. We speak about the different use cases for Bitcoin, how it can be exchanged to US dollar and RTGS, what the obstacles and pros are about regulation and what the two online entrepreneurs want to tell people outside of Africa. After the interviews, I will answer a listener's question about the possibilities for rural communities to use Bitcoin. If you too have a question, feel free to visit the episode page at bitcoinandco.com forward slash en forward slash Africa free. There you will find an audio recorder to record your question. This podcast special and my trip to Africa would not have been possible without my sponsors and supporters. I want to thank my sponsors first. Localbitcoins.com, the person-to-person -person Bitcoin exchange site founded in 2012. Local Bitcoins allows you to trade directly with another person. This makes the process customizable, lean and fast, as there is no corporate overhead. You can get your Bitcoins instantly. For every trade, LocalBitcoins.com offers escrow protection to ensure the Bitcoins and both traders are safe. Thanks to Shift Crypto Security, manufacturer of the hardware wallet Bitbox02. To Peter McCormick and the What Bitcoin Did podcast. To Coinfinity, manufacturer of the card wallet. And many thanks to several unknown private donors who sent me Satoshis over the Lightning Network. This special is edited by Coindesk's podcast editor Adam B. Levine and published first on the Coindesk Podcast Network. Thank you very much for supporting the Bitcoin in Africa series with your work. Thank you also to Gotenna for donating several Gotenna devices to set up a mesh network in Zimbabwe. To stackwork.com, the place to earn Bitcoin over the Lightning Network. And to Team Satoshi, the decentralized sports team for supporting my work. This special is also brought to you by the Let's Talk Bitcoin Network. If you like my work and the Bitcoin and Co. podcast, please take a minute to share it with your friends on social media and subscribe to the feed in your podcast player. You'll find the subscription links at bitcoinandco.com forward slash en forward slash subscribe. I am an internet marketer. I'm also in, I'm an online entrepreneur, so I do affiliate marketing as well. I do trade Bitcoin as well, trade other currencies. So I'm also formally employed, but uh, for now, I enjoy doing online, online businesses that is trading Bitcoin as well as other currencies. How did you start that business? I mean, uh, did you, you, you were in school and did you study something or is it just, did you learn everything by yourself? No, I learned everything by myself, just from peers. I think back in 2015, when there was uh, Bitcoin hypes, mainly in Zimbabwe. Uh, cur currently in Zimbabwe that time, uh, we could trade using USD. So that's when I get to know about Bitcoin. Uh, 
but it was it was not educational it was not formally education <laughs> yes so you yes. you you somebody told you about bitcoin or did you research it by yourself and find it actually there was somebody who told me about it then i went on and research more about it and how what is it how it was started the history of bitcoin the history of cryptocurrencies and so on and so on yes okay and when did you start trading with bitcoin i can say i started trading back in uh, 2016 17 that's when i started trading like online trading do you have platforms here in zimbabwe to do that or do you do this on other platforms no not in zimbabwe yes there was uh one company in zimbabwe that uh whereby you can withdraw usd uh when you have bitcoin but it wasn't supported it's not like uh there was support like government support or there was no support so the company closed because of other things uh mainly regulation yeah mm -hmm. but how do you do it then okay uh in zimbabwe like we do have peers down in south africa in the uk and every and every way so how we trade bitcoin is when you do have bitcoin say in your btc wallet you can uh, then give somebody who wants to trade in bitcoin we exchange like peer to peer We send to each other, then the person can give you hard currency. Okay, so you know these people already or do you find them on platforms like local bitcoins or other platforms? Uh, mainly you start knowing, I started uh, knowing these people through hypes, if you know what I'm talking about. Um, you know those network marketing companies that said uh, you can donate bitcoin then you can receive bitcoin so many people so so many things but then we we met under bad circumstances of bitcoin where people can actually their bitcoin can get stolen after you you, uh, you are given promises that you're going to get something if you donate uh, say ten dollar worth of bitcoin you're going to get a hundred dollars more so usually after something bad happens mostly in zimbabwe that's how people get to know about bitcoin say so, ah, this bitcoin is bad this coin this one but no then i started researching more about it now we know people who are genuine who trade bitcoin genuinely only because there are no companies actually that really trade bitcoin in zimbabwe Yes, there was, but they are not open enough to trade Bitcoin openly because there is no regulation around that that uh, that uh, cryptocurrency issue. So that's how we know. And there are so many groups now on WhatsApp, e Telegram, also on Facebook. Yeah, Bitcoin groups whereby people now know this is a bad company, this is a, a good company where you can join Bitcoin yeah okay and if people here would like to get bitcoin how do they proceed i mean can they earn it in a way or do they buy it for rtgs how is this working okay let me say in zimbabwe when you want to do to trade bitcoin into rtgs that's actually we do it the longer way as traders we what we do is when i do have bitcoin in my wallet besides the peer-to-peer -peer, i take the bitcoin to my screw account if you know what screw screw I've, he i've heard about that yeah yes then if you put into screw then you can take it to your fca account which is a usd funded account so it's actually a longer process for us to then access the RTGS. You understand? Mm -hmm, yeah. So we prefer peer-to-peer -peer here in Zimbabwe. It's actually easier and no charges because the longer route, when you get your money into the bank, then the bank, the, the bank charges are exorbitant. Yeah. No one wouldn't like that. And you would get your Bitcoin also in RTGS. You will not withdraw 
in US terms. Mm-hmm. So there's uh, so much regulation. Yes, yeah. there's so much regulation and around that uh, withdrawal in Bitcoin in Zimbabwe. So we prefer peer to peer. Which other use cases do you see for Bitcoin here in Zimbabwe than trading? I think it's easier because in Zimbabwe, you know, we do have a currency issue. We are a multi-currency economy. So I think if we introduce Bitcoin, they're easier. They're easier for e- everyone because you can trade in a currency that in, in Bitcoin, which is a cryptocurrency that you know is it's, it's something solid. Yeah. So I think it's ease of doing business. Do you think that people know already that Bitcoin is more solid than maybe their own currency here? For some of us, we've um, really researched about it. We know even the the volatility around Bitcoin. We have been there. We know just like any other currency in the world that Bitcoin can go up and go down. So uh, we're not afraid. We're not afraid to trade in Bitcoin. We're not afraid to actually buy in Bitcoin. There's another time that I was in South Africa. I actually used my, you know, there was another company that I, I, I joined, like um, a multi-level marketing company, IML, which teaches you how to trade. They will give you a card, a Bitcoin card. You apply for the card, actually. Then you can actually swipe using the card. So we can as well do that in Zimbabwe. I think it will, the ease of doing business, also it can solve the case shortages, And the much-needed foreign currency can come also to Zimbabwe. Yeah. And how do you see the the future here in Zimbabwe for Bitcoin? What I think is Africa is the future. So we are still a a virgin land. When it comes to innovations, new innovations like Bitcoin, we are still... Actually, there is room for growth. There is room for growth. I wouldn't lie because... I I would like to say maybe 75% of the adult population, they don't know about it. So if people get to know about it, get um, awareness about it, I think it's actually a huge market. But I think not many people can afford internet here. So that might be a problem or because I think a, a phone, to have a phone or have a mobile plan is very expensive for the big part of the people here because they are unemployed and they live day by day. Yes, I know most people, it's just the economic situation. But uh, there were times like back in 2014-15, things were actually better. It's actually a phase which we believe as Zimbabweans, I think it will pass. We believe uh, things are going to be okay. It's only an economic situation here in Zimbabwe that is, uh, everything is actually expensive. Besides internet, food is expensive, everything is expensive at the moment, but we believe um, probably if the right decisions are made, then I believe uh, Zimbabwe can go far. Yeah. Great. <laughs> And do you follow technical uh, advancements in Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies or are you a user mainly? Yes, I tried to follow, but nowadays I decide, I've decided to say, let me stay in one lane. Because um, there were so many Bitcoin that were coming. There were a lot. Even in Zimbabwe, there was a Zimbo coin. If you have heard about it, yes, there is a Zimbo coin. So there were so many cryptocurrencies. I've been following people who, who brought so many other cryptocurrencies. But I decided, no, let me stay in one lane. Because like I told you, the bad, how uh, we got to know about the Bitcoin, most people in Zimbabwe, they got to know through bad experiences. Well, then people uh, went to the newspaper, said, I lost money in Bitcoin. So it was mostly bad publicity about Bitcoin. But that's why I said... I follow the news. Yes, this developing. It has gone up. It's gone down. It is also Litecoin. There's the many Bitcoin cryptocurrencies that are coming. But um, let me say, I decided to just follow one path. Yeah. So you're you're interested in other cryptocurrencies, but as I understand it, you you have your trust more in Bitcoin BTC than exactly. in any other. Yeah. Exactly. 
Yeah, also Litecoin and um, also tried Zimbocoin, you know, the local. <laughs> okay, and, and local what, happened, one. what happened with Zimbocoin? Ah, they're so, still crowdfunding. They're still crowdfunding, yes, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I always see the problem with these new coins or tokens is that you have a leader then, you have a company, you have a group of people who is yes. behind it. Yes. And you don't have that with Bitcoin, you know, it was like a mm. genius, immaculate, and nobody can get hold of anyone. And yes. with those coins, it can be seized, can be frozen. I mean, the company yes. can, uh, can can close. Yeah, yeah they, they stress. You can stress somebody. If you lose money, you can trace down it to someone. But with Bitcoin, that wasn't. We, we believed, it was a belief that uh, Satoshi brought the Bitcoin. But it's only a belief. We didn't know. You know, we couldn't even trace it back to him, you know. So it was just a belief. <laughs> <laughs> yes, just like we all don't believe know. in everything. Yeah. We all don't know who the founder of Bitcoin is. Yes, yeah. it's a belief, you yeah. know. <laughs> Do you think that um, if the Bitcoin price is rising again, then the hype comes, that there will be another bunch of new people coming into Bitcoin also in Zimbabwe? I think so. In Zimbabwe, let me say we take risks. Yeah, we take a lot of risk. So we jump into anything, especially the internet entrepreneurs, the online entrepreneurs in Zimbabwe. I've been in so many groups of in online entrepreneurs. They, f they follow every, each and every hive, especially if somebody says this is working and your, your mentor probably says this is working. You jump in, then if it fails, it fails. You know, because uh, we have we have faced a lot of uh, losses, a lot of, um, say, insurance losses, so much that we take any risk now. Yeah. Talking of risks, I mean, it's everybody knows not your keys, not your coins. You should hold your own private keys for your Bitcoin. Um, do you have something like hardware wallets here in this country? Can you buy hardware wallets here? Not that I know of hardware now. No, somebody tried it here in Zimbabwe, but I think it died a natural death. It wasn't successful. We do not have, uh, you said hardware. Yeah. Not in Zimbabwe, not that I know of. Okay, yeah. so, so you basically uh, use your computer or yes. your smartphone for a exactly. wallet. Exactly, exactly. You know a lot of online entrepreneurs, internet entrepreneurs. Yes. And are there also a lot of developers here? People who are doing programming and stuff? Yes, uh, yes, 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 they are. People who do web development, like languages, um, like programming languages. Yeah, they are. They are a lot of them. We actually have universities, they have colleges that teach all of that. And and do they work internationally, like uh, living here and work for companies abroad? Yes, most people usually relocate, but they are they are online entrepreneurs that I know. Say we do have a, a company called AfriBlocks. If you have heard about it, um, it's actually a in an innovation whereby I think it uh, solves um, unemployment issue in Zimbabwe whereby web developers people with so many skills web designers they are graphic designers also writers they have so many so much skill here but there is high unemployment rate so it's actually solving that issue so I know a lot on on, a, on that platform actually Particularly on that platform, we do have um, a group of people who have done so many jobs outside internationally, but they are here in Zimbabwe. Yeah. And do you know how they get paid? Do you think they use Bitcoin? Yes. Actually, I did a job, I think two, twice or three times. I was paid through Bitcoin. It's easier. It's, uh, there are no over here. There are no charges whatsoever. You just receive your Bitcoin and that's it. And we withdraw using the methods that I told you, like peer-to-peer. -peer. Sounds very easy, actually. <laughs> yes, actually easy. Very. Yeah, because I think many people have like a problem to touch it because they think it's difficult or they cannot imagine that it's only a virtual thing, you know. Many yes. people want to have a paper note. Exactly. We are used to the old times. Yeah. yeah. It's this 21st century. We have 
drones now. So the old times are gone. Yeah, the old times are gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do people ask you how do you use Bitcoin? Can I do it too? Yes, my friends actually. My friends, they say, "How? What exactly is it? What? I don't understand." Most most times, I send them information. I send them PDFs to read. They don't read at their own risk. So when I usually they ask me, "What is this uh, Bitcoin?" Then I send them information. Can you send them videos too, or are the internet connections so bad that they can't uh, uh, view YouTube videos, for instance? Yeah, for YouTube, uh, most people they don't use YouTube because of internet how expensive internet is but uh, fortunately for me i do have uh, access to cheap data actually free data so i get to do a lot of things i get to discover a lot of things yeah what would be better ways for people here uh, to produce educational material for them because in in europe and in the us everybody has youtube you know because there's no such thing as a problem with internet connection most of the times and um, what would be a form of learning material for people here that would be easy consumable too because you just as I've understood you said you sent them PDFs but they don't read them or do, do they maybe the easier form to send information in Zimbabwe usually most people use whatsapp and Facebook if you post a video on Facebook probably a five minute video People they 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 look into that. So it should be short yeah, videos. Short videos. First use Facebook or WhatsApp also. Yeah, WhatsApp. The people they do use WhatsApp. Do people here also use Twitter? They do. Yes, they do. But uh, here in Twitter they say they are for the nerds, for like the upmarket. You know. Twitter, they say it's not like for everyone. Not everyone is on Twitter. I understand, yeah, I understand <laughs> what yes, you mean. It's the same. <laughs> it's the same in, in Austria, yeah. <laughs> not everybody's on Twitter. Yeah. And what would you say should foreign people like me or companies do differently in in Africa, or what could we learn from you? Is uh, Africa? I think we are as a developing continent. There are a lot of things that are in the developed countries that are not here. So I can say for Zimbabwe, culturally, people, they are willing to learn. Most people here, they believe in, uh, they believe in good things. They, be, they have hope. So I think in Africa, and they are hardworking. So much that if you bring something innovating, something good that, that can solve uh, unemployment, uh, youth pro they can that something that can solve youth problems, that can solve uh, energy problems. Uh, I think Africa, you can learn um, the goodness of the heart of the people of Africa. That's number one. That I guarantee them. Yes, they are. There are instances that prove otherwise but generally uh, people of Africa are hard working and they believe in uh, in innovations they actually hope for the best things to happen here in Bikin Africa so I think if there are innovations say that can solve money problems because in Zimbabwe it has been about money It has been about currency the, through the past decade. It has been about, uh, we do not have a Zimbabwean dollar. We've gone through so many currencies. We're the only nation that has used billions as a nation. So cryptocurrency coming to Zimbabwe, I think um, it's an innovation that can really change a lot. Do you think that Bitcoin can help communities here? Yes, it can. It has the success of uh, an innovation. I think it helps the community. I think if Bitcoin, there is investment in knowledge, there is investment in awareness, there is investment in um, the like free knowledge about it, then people can can really come come through to invest in Bitcoin, they can come through to even use it. Bitcoin is a good thing, but it needs to, as uh, Zimbabweans, there is need for us to preach 
the good about it. What I hear is it would be great or it could be a possibility to support African nations, African people in education exactly. about cryptocurrencies. Exactly. Yeah. Even how to mine. People, we know there is mining, but I do not know exactly. Does, does anybody mine here? No, electricity is expensive. We will not be able to do that for now. <laughs> I also always think that countries like Zimbabwe uh, are a much better place for Bitcoin usage because you have this bad money. Yes, we do have a currency problem. It's been a, more than a decade actually with a currency problem. It's a multi-current system which we can as well introduce the Bitcoin. But do you think that government will regulate that, like forbid it or regulate it down, like they did with, with this uh, one platform? I think the government, it's only, uh, let me say from my observation, is the government only deal with the reviews. If people come with complaints and uh, if they are good reviews about it, you say, ah, it's helping us to do this, it's helping us to do that. I, I would like to think the government would have no obligation to, to stop it. If there are good reviews about it, if um, it's actually helping the communities, if it's actually helping probably university students, is I think the government would have no obligation to stop such a, an inflation. Is there anything you want to say to us uh, other people, like not from Africa people? <laughs> okay, let me say Africa is the future. That's my go-to point because... Uh, what I can say is there is a lot that needs to be happening in, in Africa. There is a lot of development, whether in the health system, in the energy sector, in the money sector, the economic sector. There are a lot of things that are yet to happen in Africa. If there are investors out there, Africa is the place to be. If they are architects, Africa is the place to be right now because... If you have seen our roads, if you have seen our buildings, there's still a lot that needs to be happen. To, to, there's still a lot that needs to happen here in Africa. We, as Africans, we are looking into the European countries, but mainly to acquire the knowledge, because we need to do that in Africa. Only we do not have the capacity to do that. We do not have the money to do that. We do not have probably the most knowledge that we may need to, to achieve certain things. Also, as um, Africa, I say I think the the people here, there is some willingness that I've seen. I've been in other African countries, South Africa, Uganda, there is Kenya. There are countries that are developing, but if there is more investment here in Africa, I think Africa is uh, would be a, let me say it would be a better place than it is now. Because there is room for improvement, there is uh, a lot that can happen here. So, look, look, Africa. <laughs> It's where the future is. Africa is the place to be. Thank you for this. That's a nice ending. Thank you very much for your time and oh, bye thank bye. You too. Okay, bye. And now a short word from my sponsors. Not your keys, not your coins. Be the holder of your keys for your Bitcoin. For that, use a well-built hardware wallet like the Bitbox O2 by Shift Crypto Security from Switzerland. With their upcoming app for Android, you can connect the hardware wallet directly with your phone and send and receive Bitcoin on the go. Check it out at shiftcrypto.ch. That's shift, C-R-Y-P-T-O dot C-H. You get free shipping with the code ANITA. How did you get into Bitcoin or how did you find Bitcoin? Well, um, you know, when I actually started, I started somewhere in 2011 and it was started with questions. Uh, you know, you just wonder how do people generate income online? And then I've spent a lot of time doing a lot of research and a lot of failing as well, <laughs> and a little bit of making money in the process. And somewhere, somehow, I came across Bitcoin because one of the companies that I was actually doing affiliate marketing for, they wanted to send me my money through Bitcoin. So uh, 
the other methods were not really working. So that's when I developed interest in using Bitcoin. That's how I found about Bitcoin. Okay, so maybe you can explain when you earn in Bitcoin. Um, do you use Bitcoin then here for daily stuff? Or do you have to exchange it into Zimbabwean dollar or US dollar? How do you do that? Okay. So if I earn Bitcoin, say I promote something on the internet, I get paid in Bitcoin, I cannot walk into a shop or any any company to buy using Bitcoins because uh, a few companies here actually accept Bitcoin. If none, maybe zero companies actually accept Bitcoin as a form of payment. So what I then do is I go to some websites, I look for someone who needs Bitcoin, and they send me the US dollars. That's what I do. Okay, so these websites are exchanges then? Yes. Like, which which ones? Okay. Um, which ones the, are available here in Zimbabwe? That the ones that are available here in Zimbabwe, there is um, local Bitcoins. Mm -hmm. You can actually use that one to exchange Bitcoin for cash. And there is another one which is called ATM, which is A-I-R-T-M. Uh, I also go there and say, hey, I've got Bitcoins. Can you send me some, some money? So there's, it's like a marketplace for people who need Bitcoin and they'll send me so money. So it's, it's from people to people. It's yes. peer to peer. Yes, yeah. peer to peer. Mm -hmm. It's peer to peer. Mm -hmm. And uh, Do you have the feeling that there are other, like colleagues of you, other entrepreneurs who do that the same way? Yes. So the thing is, um, I can safely say that I'm the one of the early adapters in terms of using Bitcoin in Zimbabwe. And since I started using Bitcoin some few years back, uh, comparing that to now, I realized that there is more and more people that are looking for information about Bitcoin in Zimbabwe that are starting to use Bitcoin, that are starting to appreciate Bitcoin. So the numbers are actually growing and uh, looking the years to come, the numbers are actually going to expand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, what are the problems for people here when they want to use Bitcoin? Okay, um, there's quite a number of problems when it comes to using Bitcoin. And I'll just mention a few. One of them is awareness. Like, um, are people well educated about what Bitcoin is and how it works? Because the moment you, someone hears Bitcoin and internet money, and then they put... A, it equals scam, okay? They think of losing money and stuff like that. That's how most people relate Bitcoin to. But Bitcoin is beyond that. So one thing that is, I see people lack is awareness, education. What is Bitcoin? How it works? Where did it come from? And, and stuff and, like that. And what is, what's the difference to other forms of cryptocurrencies or maybe to Facebook Pay? So um, I would say that most African countries we are still developing in terms of understanding how the internet works and, and, and all that so right now we're actually living in an era whereby some of our African nations of some of our African people they don't even use the credit cards they don't even use Facebook pay they don't even use PayPal Okay, and there is this thing again that is called Bitcoin on top of what they don't know that they're supposed to use. So there is a little bit of a gap in terms of um, in terms of knowledge. Some people use Visa cards. Yes, for those that use Visa cards and PayPal mostly, they understand. They are quick to understand what Bitcoin is is all about. What do you think are the use cases for Bitcoin here in Africa or in Zimbabwe? Let's okay. start with Zimbabwe maybe. <laughs> okay. I foresee, if I can walk into the future, <laughs> I see a lot of people uh, actually taking the Bitcoin method. It's because of, number one, our inflation rate. Okay. So what I mean is normally human beings, they've got a defense mechanism. Like if I take a knife and cut your hand, you'd want to grab a cloth and try and cover that so that you heal fast. So if people get to a place whereby they are, they are not comfortable, they try and look for solutions. Okay? So um, with our inflation rate, 
some other people can actually use Bitcoin as method to save money. Like, okay, if I have my $100, instead of keeping it in the bank, I would rather, I would rather keep it in the, in the Bitcoin value. I see people doing that. Um, I also see people using Bitcoin in terms of international, international uh, easy money, freedom. In terms of, you know, the world is going digital. There's sometimes where you do work and you want to get paid your money. And maybe the easiest way would be Bitcoin. So I see a lot of people uh, using Bitcoin in the, in the future. Yeah. Are there a lot of other cryptocurrencies around or are they used here? Okay, uh, the most common one is Bitcoin. And Bitcoin PTC because we also have other Bitcoins, right? We have Bitcoin Cash, we have Bitcoin SV, but you mean Bitcoin B B BTC? BTC. Yeah. Yes, BTC. The other currencies, though, people use them, but not that much, but it's, uh, it's, it's BTC. When we think of the usage today, I have heard that there was an exchange here, Golix, mm -hmm. and it has been shut down by the government mm -hmm. because of regulation. Or how, how is regulation here in Zimbabwe? towards Bitcoin. Okay, you know, the thing is, um, my feeling about that, I'm just going to share my, my personal feelings in terms of, uh, in terms of that case. <coughs> Number one, I used to use colleagues, okay? And when government gave an announcement, I actually read that announcement in terms of what they are, what they are doing. So I'm going to answer on, on both sides. And, and, and see, and see, that's my analysis. <clears throat> Golix was a good initiative, okay? Golix was a good initiative, but let's look at the people that are using Bitcoin without the knowledge of how Bitcoin works, okay? So during that time, there was a lot of activities, online scams that were happening in Zimbabwe, okay? Part of the people that use Bitcoin in Zimbabwe, they use them in online schemes, online investment programs. So some of the investment programs don't end well. Okay? So I wanted to think of, he wants to invest in a certain business for some daily returns, weekly returns, or monthly returns, and the investment is asking for Bitcoin. And I search on the internet and look for who sells Bitcoin in Zimbabwe. I find out it's Golix. I go on Golix, I buy my Bitcoin, I do my investment, and then I lose my money in Bitcoin. The next thing that I do is I go to the police and report my case that, hey, I am actually, I've actually lost my money. And the police would question, how did that happen? And the police would, I would say that it happened through Bitcoin. And just because a Bitcoin transaction is not traceable, identity is not traceable. Now, I want to think of getting to the shoes of the government, handling those issues every day. Like a lot of people losing Bitcoin, that person loses Bitcoin, that person loses Bitcoin. But at the end of the day, the government is there to protect its people. So I want to think of a lot of cases that are reported of people who lost money in Bitcoin and the government cannot protect you for the money that you have actually lost. So that's when the government issued a statement that if you want to participate in Bitcoin, if my memory serves me well, the statement said that if you want to participate in cryptocurrency, just know that you're doing it at your own risk. If you lose money, then it's up to you. So the government issued their statement and then that actually affected the operations of um, of colleagues. That's how I can actually comment on that case. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you don't think that it's about uh, government control, that they don't want people to send Bitcoin or money from here to other countries? Well... Or into Bitcoin, you know, like... Okay, well, I wouldn't know, because at the end of the day, if you look at the features of Bitcoin, no one can really stop anyone to use, to use Bitcoin, okay? So I wouldn't know their reason, what was their motive, but... In, in, in my case, like I've explained, at the same time, there are people in Zimbabwe that are losing Bitcoin through Bitcoin investments. So at times, I, I, I cannot answer for the government, yeah, in terms of what, why they, they, they made that decision. But my feeling is that 
yeah, there, there, there can be a lot of cases to answer in terms of people that have been scammed through Bitcoin. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. Or through other people who used Bitcoin for the scam. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I created a Bitcoin course uh, that explains the Bitcoin basics for our people so that they understand in our own language. Yeah. <laughs> What I mean by that is okay, when you search for information uh, on the internet, if you're searching from Zimbabwe, you search how to use Bitcoin. So you get a lot of results. Like you get someone who is in America explaining what Bitcoin is and someone in Zimbabwe explaining what Bitcoin is. Just because someone is searching in Zimbabwe, they would prefer to hear the person who is in Zimbabwe what they say about about Bitcoin. So when I'm saying about in my language, I'm just saying uh, getting people to understand Bitcoin from a Zimbabwean perspective. Yeah. What's the difference in the Zimbabwean perspective to our or the Western world? What would you say? What, what, what is the okay. cultural okay. difference? Okay. Um, there is no cultural difference because the lessons are conducted in English so everyone would understand. Yeah. But there are some use cases that you learn from the Western world that don't apply here. Okay. And which, yes. one, which ones are that? For instance, um, if you want to buy Bitcoin with a credit card, it's almost impossible to do that in Zimbabwe. So you can listen to your Western video saying, hey, if you want to buy Bitcoin, go to this website, use your PayPal account, use your, uh, use your credit card, use your Visa card, and stuff like that. But when you come to do that in Zimbabwe, It won't work. It won't work that way. <laughs> It yeah. won't okay. work that way. So that's what I mean. That's what you mean. Yeah, so It's I'll be other explaining methods, what works in Zimbabwe. Other methods of doing stuff. Yes, other methods uh, yeah. of doing stuff in Zimbabwe. Yes, yeah. that's what I explained. So what's the recommended way to get to have Bitcoin here in Zimbabwe? Well, people, they've got different ways uh, to get Bitcoin. Uh, the, like, I, I know to, to some certain extent, I just don't know everything and I just don't know what everyone is doing to get Bitcoin. But there are people that are doing um, online forex trading. Those people, they've got access to Bitcoin. Uh, there are people that are doing uh, anything to do with online stuff. They can actually get paid their money in, in Bitcoin. And uh, other people are investing, are doing online investments, and the people are doing quite different things. Like in my case, I do some sort of work online, my affiliate marketing that I do. I just prefer to get paid in Bitcoin. That's what I do. And it's, 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 it, it may be different from someone else. Myself, I do affiliate marketing. Others, I really don't know what they do to get Bitcoin. Yeah. Are there any things that are missing here that we, we and I mean the Western world in, in that way, could support you? Like that more people might use Bitcoin maybe or more people are educated? Or um, what do you think uh, is needed that people not only feel the pain, mm-hmm. but maybe also proactively realize, okay, there is something and I can use it? I've seen the Western world expanding their businesses into other countries, into different countries using Bitcoin. Because in countries where there are cash restrictions, they can actually expand, they have been expanding their business and accepting Bitcoin as a form of payment. So what it simply means is, um, let's say I need a service uh, in, in, from another country. I can as well pay for that service with Bitcoin. The point is, a business can actually be set up and accept Bitcoin as a form of payment. Is there anything that you would like to tell people in other parts of the world about Bitcoin or about anything? Yeah, what, what do you want to tell people? <laughs> okay, basically, I have got two messages, maybe to our people in African nations, that um, Bitcoin comes with great rewards. And it comes with huge risk at the same time. And you should understand them and be prepared for them. Okay. What I mean is someone can actually buy Bitcoin to hold. And they are just hoping for it to keep on increasing. But one of these days, it loses value. And that's a risk that you have actually taken. And you can buy Bitcoin today. And tomorrow, the value goes up that's a reward that you've actually gotten 
So you should be ready for for both the risk and the reward and you should actually understand them. And then the other thing that I would say is before you use Bitcoin, make sure you educate yourself with the basic knowledge of how Bitcoin works. Before you start doing anything with regards to the with regards to the to the Bitcoin. And then to the Western world, uh, my message is uh, well people needs awareness and understanding of what Bitcoin is so that they start appreciating it. I, th- I would say that's, that's it. <laughs> okay, great. Thank you very much. You are welcome. Thank you. Bye. Bye. And now, a short word from my sponsors. The Card Wallet is the ideal solution to store your Bitcoin keys in the medium and long run. No software updates needed. It's 100% offline. It leaves no traces on the blockchain if you give it away as a gift or inheritance. With the card wallet, you'll get one Bitcoin address. You can send Bitcoin to it whenever you wish. And all you have to do is to store it in a safe place. That's it. The manufacturers are the Austrian State Printing House, which is also the producer of Austria's passports and Coinfinity, Austria's first Bitcoin broker. Order your card wallet at cardwallet.com forward slash Anita and get 20% off the price. So after the two interviews with those Bitcoin pioneers from Zimbabwe, I'm going to answer a question of one of my listeners. Hello, Anita. I wanted to ask a very basic, basic question. I've only just stumbled upon your Bitcoin experience in Zimbabwe, in Harare and Botswana. I just wondered if you could help me to understand how this can be applied in a very, very basic fashion in a rural area where there is difficulty getting commodities, but there is a lot of industrious people, industrious in the sense of farming. How can this Bitcoin be of a unifying monetary system for everyday use. Please, can you respond to that? Thank you. Hello, thanks for your thoughtful question. Yeah, I can see some use cases for Bitcoin for communities in rural places too. For instance, as you've heard in the interviews before, you can use it as a store of value. Although I understand that it might be difficult to save when people need all the income they have for food and basic things, the community could save money for the longer term. You do not have to buy a whole Bitcoin to save it. You can start with a fraction of a Bitcoin. If your local currency is more volatile than Bitcoin or it is in inflationary mode, then this could be an idea to save your money in the long term. Another use case is sending money inside and outside of the country to buy machines or for remittances. Bitcoin is a global money. There are no borders or restrictions for sending or receiving it. If the community needs new machines or a borehole, then it is possible to pay for that abroad with Bitcoin. If the community wants to sell its products, it can receive Bitcoin too. There is no bank approval needed. You'll have less transaction costs and the payment is settled much faster than in the traditional banking system. You could also use Bitcoin inside the community as a medium of exchange. Or you change it to US dollar or to airtime for your phone with a service called Bitrefill, for instance. Or you exchange directly to local currency with another person over a platform called localbitcoins.com. As I assume that people in rural communities currently exchange money like US dollar, rand or pula to local currencies too, I'm sure people will find a way to exchange Bitcoin as well. The basic things you need for a start. An internet connection to install the wallet and for the moment in which you want to send Bitcoin and for a short moment to see if you have received a Bitcoin transaction. You have to install a Bitcoin wallet like the Blockstream Green wallet on a mobile phone. You'll find the Blockstream Green wallet in the Apple Store or on the Google Play Store. Write down the password for the wallet on a piece of paper. It's 12 or 24 English words. They are called seed or backup. You'll get that inside the wallet software. Write down the words in the given order. Store this paper safely. Do not store it in any digital form. 
do not cut the paper in pieces and store the pieces in separate places. You then have more places to look after and to secure. The person who knows the seed can access the funds. That is why it is important to store it safely and with a person in the community that you fully trust. There are ways to secure funds to be administered for more than one person at the same time called multi-signature. But I would recommend that for experienced users only. You are ready to go, meaning you can receive your first Bitcoin. You just have to send someone your Bitcoin address. You can find that inside your Bitcoin wallet. The other person uses it to send Bitcoin to you. That's it. It works the same way around. If you have funds in your Bitcoin wallet, you only need the Bitcoin address of the receiver and you can send the money. I hope my answer is helpful for you. You can ask me anything you want on the episode page at bitcoinandco.com forward slash en forward slash Africa free. And I will answer in the next episodes. In the next episode, you will hear the complete interview I did with the teacher from Harare. You have heard her already in part one and two. We will talk about how Bitcoin could be adopted in Zimbabwe and what else is needed to make Zimbabwe shine again. If you like my show, please subscribe to it in your podcast player and share the episode on social media. If you are a German speaker and want to start using Bitcoin, then I recommend my book to you. It gives a comprehensive jumpstart into becoming a Bitcoin user with recommendations and safety tips. You can buy it on Amazon or if you prefer to pay with Bitcoin and Lightning, drop me a message at hello at anitaposch.com. I'm currently looking for new sponsors, so please feel free to send me a message too. For updates and education regarding the use of Bitcoin, please follow me on Twitter at Anita Posh and subscribe to my newsletter at anitaposch.com forward slash newsletter. My name Posh is always written with a C. Thanks for listening and I hope you will tune in for the next episode. Music start with yes. Delicate Beats. Editing by Adam B. Levine and the Coindesk Podcast Network. Idea, content and production. Yours truly, Anita Posch.